0: life audio
1: a strong believer man he is a christian singer artist uh he said it's his first year but man he is blowing up he's obedient you could just talk to him Mm. and know that his yes is on the table for the lord
2: then you will know the truth
3: and the
4: truth will set you free
3: do you believe in life after addiction you better believe it Life after addiction.
1: Hey, hey, come on, come on. Yeah, baby. We are back, baby. We are back, back. in the studio, episode baby. Episode forty-four. We're back, and you see you just have this view, which means there might be something special happening. We might have Uh-oh. a guest today. What is it? So we're in this series, uh, the lost and found, the the series of our curriculum, going through the principles, but we needed to take a pause for this episode, Ryan. For a very special guest, mm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh man, fired up talking with him before the uh, we started recording. But today, guys, we have Ben, the Hitman Fuller. No, I just added a <laughs> nickname. I just added a nickname. <laughs> ben Fuller is with us, man, and he is uh, a strong believer, man. He is a Christian singer artist. Uh, he said it's his first year, but man, he is blowing up. He's obedient. You could just talk to him mm. and know that his yes is on the table for the Lord. And the Lord, it seems, is quickly just, I don't know, giving him a platform and giving him a platform. So Ben, welcome to Life After Addiction, man. It is an honor to have you.
0: It's an honor to be here. I'm so grateful. And um, I am thinking right now, and this scripture has just constantly been running through my head, John 6, Okay. Right. John six, when Jesus is, is talking about how everybody's gone astray, how everybody's following different paths and different roads. And he looks at the 12 disciples and he says, are you guys going to go to? And Peter, Peter looks up at Jesus and he says, my Lord, to whom else shall we go? Hmm. And, and, and this is, this is, this is how this podcast begins because to whom else shall we go? I've got nobody else. I've tried everything. I've done everything. I've got nobody else. I've got nowhere else to go and I and I've been a believer in Jesus Christ for for 3 years now. And and he's and he's done nothing but blow my mind. Yeah, man. Come so on. Yeah, here man. I am.
1: Well, we're fired up. Come we're on. fired up and I think you guys will see here in just a moment um why this just makes so much sense, but guys Ben has amazing songs out there he's touring uh with zach williams he's played recently uh, at the ryman like what an epic milestone for any artist of Mm -hmm. any caliber to play at the ryman here in nashville Uh, he's just playing all over the country and again you could just his obedience to the lord man and god is just giving him a platform it's so incredible um man we want to ask you just to tell us your story let us take a quick commercial break but when we come back man we just want to hear your story and the audience will hear why you're on Life After Addiction Podcast. We'll be back in just a minute.
3: Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact.
1: We're back. So if you're just, if you're listening on uh, Spotify or everywhere you find it, you've, you've heard an ad, but if you're just watching on YouTube, you saw another lucky win from Chittester. Anyway, so we're back. Ben, tell us, man, tell us your story and what God's done in your life and
0: why it's just has you so fired up, man man it's because of, it's because of guys like you uh really and i just i'm so i'm so thankful and i'm so grateful it's like every morning i wake up i'm just like i've just he's put me in this state of just thank you for waking me up mm-hmm. i've got just today i'm not worried about tomorrow i mean the bible tells us not to worry about tomorrow anyway but um yeah man i grew up on a on a dairy farm in in the state of vermont Uh, I grew up in a, in a state that was 2% Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, I never went to church maybe a few times for Easter Sunday and, and, and some Christmas things. And I never really heard the message preached. I never really heard the gospel and the name of Jesus was, was a name on my lips that was derogatory. Mm -hmm. His name was used to accentuate a sentence that was also derogatory. And, um, my whole life, you know, I grew up and, and it's, and I've kind of come to this. If you don't know, you don't know. Right. And, and, and so I never knew. And, um, generationally my grandpa passed down this thing to my dad, passed down this thing to me where we were men and we were strong and we were tough and, and we couldn't really show emotion. And so, um, I'm an emotional guy, you know? And so I had a hard time connecting with my dad Mm. And, um, you know, 16 years old, I had a gun in my mouth. I didn't want to live anymore. I was just tired. Um, I was having such a hard time. I had a lot of friends. I, I was, you know, popular captain, the football team had all these things, but inside I was a giant wreck. inside. I was just dying and and I didn't know how to communicate. Mm. And so 18 years old, I get introduced to cocaine and alcohol, and sex, and uh boy, I found it. Yeah, I found that's the answer. cure. That's the answer, right? I found the cure. Hmm. And and I was able to use and escape and run and not feel and numb. Uh man, I remember cutting myself to uh POD hmm. and uh 12 hmm. stones. And I was just listening to them on the interstate this morning. And, um, and, and I had no idea that they were Christian bands. I had no idea that he was sitting in the passenger seat of this truck the whole time. I had no idea. And it's like, I ran and I ran and I ran and I lost and I lost and I lost my whole life. I've always used music as an escape. Music has always been so powerful to me Mm -hmm. and, um, I love metal music. I love classical music. I love country music. I love rap music, all of it. It's just, it seems like it, it I could express myself through that. And so I started singing at a super young age. And um, if I could sound like the person on the radio, then I could be on the radio and uh, a long, long story short, but I picked up guitar in college. I went to school for landscape design. I spent uh, most of my life as a stonemason. Uh, and get this, I built walls my whole life, hmm. literally. Hmm. And so I, uh, you know, all of a sudden I started playing some music. I started writing. I started, I started finding this joy in uh, expressing myself through music. And so February 25th, 2017 was my very first show ever uh, in a little dive bar in Vermont. <laughs> and it was packed. And I made all kinds of money and I looked down at my feet and there's about 12 beers lined up at the Mm. base of the microphone stand. And I drove home hammered drunk Mm. and it started this giant, this giant string of playing bars every weekend, working hard all week as a stonemason and, and, and then, and then playing these bars and the girls and the beers and the shots, and it's just night after night, after weekend, after weekend, I could pick up the cocaine. I could put it down. Um, I was never an addict. I, w- I refused to associate myself as an addict because I could put it down. And addicts are bad people. Mm. And, and so my whole life using and using uh, December 16, 2017, I lost my best friend whom I'd done a whole lot of cocaine with. Uh, he graduated to heroin and fentanyl took his life. And, um, you know, just, just over and over my ex-girlfriend, we lost the baby to the drugs. I lost a beautiful friend to the drug. I mean, just all these things just over and over. And so all of a sudden I had a friend come into my life who was just like, Hey, you ever thought about moving to Nashville? And I was like, no. <laughs> and and uh, she was like, well, I think you should do something with your voice. And so Selena really pushed me to, to make the move. And so um, after hearing from her, after hearing from a few other friends, they're like, you know what? You got to go. And so I said, you know what? Fine. I almost in spite of everybody, I was like, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go do this thing. And so I sold my house. It sold in one day to a woman from Nashville, Tennessee. And I packed what I couldn't fit in the back. I sold and I drove down. I did the thing. And um, this was in the fall of 2018. And uh, I played honky-tonks down there. Tootsies, Rippies, Kid Rocks was a brand new honky-tonk that had just started, just opened. And uh, man, same thing. Beers were lined up ten dollars an hour I'm 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 singing my heart out for four hours on stage and 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 I'm like man is this it you know can you guys hear me oh
4: yeah
0: yeah okay good am I um uh, okay good can you still hear me yeah, your audio is still good there okay you there you are there you are Audio's still good that's fine so um is this is it? I all of, is this it And so my dad, everybody was like so proud and happy that I had finally made it, quote unquote, you know, that I that I live in Nashville and that, oh, my gosh, you know, I've done it. You know, I'm working these massive bars and, and, and doing this thing. And so all of a sudden. I'm finding that I'm still drinking the same. I'm still lost. I'm still hurting. I'm still afraid. I'm still like, what am I doing? And God shows up <laughs> and a family from Vermont calls me a year and a half earlier. God moved this family down to Nashville, Tennessee. Oh wow! And they call me out of the blue and they say, Hey Ben, we know that you're here we know that, that, uh, you don't know us that well. I had landscaped with their son for a quick season and they said, do you want to come over for dinner? And I said, sure. And so I went over for dinner. This was in the fall of 2019. So for one year I had just drank and drove and, and, um, just random women and just all these things. Just, just, just this crazy lifestyle of losing, you know, and, they asked me after this meal, do you want to come to church with us? And it was a Saturday night. And so they said, tomorrow morning, would you like to come to church with us? And I said, sure, why not? Yeah, sure. what, have I, what, yeah. Have, what have I got? You know, whatever. And so I'll never forget Church of the City, Franklin, Tennessee, 3,000 people. And I walk in through those doors and God used the music. God used the music to pull me in. And I stood in the aisleway. Chris McClarney, John Reddick, they were leading worship and everybody's hands were up. I was like, what the heck is going on? I've got no idea what, what everybody's doing in here. And I, and I heard from God in that moment. And he said, I gave you your voice and now you're going to sing for me for the rest of your life. And I gave it all up to him. And I said, take my language, take the sex, Take the alcohol, take the cocaine. I said, I'm done living this way. I don't understand it. And within, within a month, I remember I was drinking 16, 17, 18 beers a night. Mm. All of a sudden, 12 pack, eight, six, two, one. I don't really feel like a beer tonight. My language, the F word was my favorite. Yeah. All of a sudden, all these things just started leaving and, and mm. friends and people are like, what is wrong with you, dude? And I didn't know, honestly, I felt like Jim Carrey and liar, liar. And I'm like,
2: "That is <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I'm like, my life is just like changing before my eyes. I didn't even know I'm melting inside and I start feeling guilty about things I'm doing conviction. Yeah. I, I, I all of a sudden it's just like, I started writing different and, um, people just started like exiting my life that were that were um, noticing this change. And they were like, we got to Like, you're weird, dude. We're out of here. And, and other people started entering my life that started speaking life into me. And um, my manager crystal uh, is one of those people. And she came in and she just said, you know, I feel like I can help you. I feel like I can help this thing. And, and, um, it's so funny how, how God has the way of just sending those, those incredible people to me, but she was one. And so within a month, she said, you know, I was honestly, when I gave my life to the Lord, I was so lonely and uh, I was afraid um, because I'd never been experiencing these things that I'm experiencing before. And um, within a month, I think Crystal became my manager and she started hooking me up with these people. And, And, um, COVID hits and, uh, she sends a song I wrote called other plans, which will be on the album that comes out this, this September to a man named Neil Spielberg. And, uh, that song is my, is my, uh, my suicide song. Mm. And it it took me 17 years to write it, but, um, Mm. I, he, 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 Neil, He's an incredible man. He, he worked for Warner Brothers for, for 20 years, and um, he was on the countryside of things and toured with uh, Randy Travis and uh, you know, Faith Hill and, and uh, Tim McGraw and I mean just, just uh, a May, Hank Williams. So Crystal Cole emailed him this song and left her number at the bottom, and all of a sudden, three and a half minutes later, he calls her. And he said, "I don't know who this guy is, but I believe him." Good gracious. And so all of a sudden Neil and Crystal partner up and um all through COVID start making um connections in the Christian world. And uh cause Neil had sort of been a little bit involved with with you know band like Take Six and and, and has had some um introduction into the Christian world, but uh he's just this this uh little Jewish guy that was always in the country music. Mm-hmm. And so I uh they put their heads together and they start lining meetings up. And so COVID that first year of COVID 2020 was the best year of my life. Isn't that weird? And, uh, I start writing songs. And so we start taking, we start taking meetings at curb and, and, uh, um, uh, fair trade. And anyway, we start going into all these meetings and I start hearing you're too country for Christian and too Christian for country. (laughs) And so I, I, I started getting a little discouraged to be honest with you. And um, we took a meeting with a man named Blaine Barkas, who is the a and over, was the A&R at the time over at Provident, Sony Provident. And um, I got to this point in the story and he said, man, you're too country for Christian, too Christian for country, but I love your heart. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm going to start introducing you to some songwriters. And so my very first songwriter was Mia Fields and Jacob Suter. And, uh, you know, Jacob's written, what Brandon Lake and I mean, the yeah. his uh, unbelievable. And then Mia is, you know, tremble, Jesus, Jesus, yeah. you make the darkness tremble. And I didn't even know at this time who these people were. And so I just, I get in the room with them and I start telling them my story. And, and, um, I remember Mia told me, she said, uh, we love you and, and we're, we're going to. We're going to vouch for you. We're behind you. We're pushing you. And, um, she said, we're going to help you tell your story to the world. And all these things started happening. So long story short, 117 songs I wrote in seven months and, uh, Blaine called me and he just goes, man, will you become part of our, our family here at, at Sony Provident? And I said, can I call you back? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I was so emotional and it's just been so crazy, but, um, I said, yes. And then I think six months later, I get a phone call from, uh, I get a message online from Zach Williams and he said, God put lyrics on my heart. Do you want to write a song with me? And I thought it was a, a, I thought it was a fake, you know, I was like, yeah, right. And, um, so I found out that it was him. And so I got in touch with Blaine and I said, Hey, since we're on the same label, can you set up a, a meeting uh, with Zach and I for, for a songwriting? And I remember Blaine was like, Zach, who? And, and he go, and I said, well, Zach Williams, duh, you know? And he goes, yeah, right. And I sent him the screenshot and he calls me <laughs> and he goes, dude, I haven't mentioned a word to Zach Williams about Ben Fuller. Cause I'm nervous because you guys are so, so similar and, and I was just uh, trying to figure out how to wow. introduce you to. And he goes, this is all God. Yeah. Mm. And so all of a sudden, you know, I, I started hearing, you know, boy, uh, you and Zach and you and Zach and you and Zach. And then all of a sudden he asked me out on tour with him for this fall. That's crazy. And uh, isn't it just like God to put two Civil War soldiers riding on the back <laughs> hey. of these big steeds? headed out to spread the gospel. And we've got, we've got an army with us, you know? And so I'm just, all these things start happening and these doors start opening and I can't explain. I have no explanation. And so all my whole life, I could explain the cocaine. I could explain the alcohol. I could explain the sex. I could explain all these things, but I can't explain God, this mystery of God. And so today is two years, ten months, and seventeen days clean and sober because of Jesus Christ.
1: Praise Jesus! Come on, (laughs) who the sun sets free is free indeed, baby. Amen. Indeed, man. That that is here I am. Here
0: I am, and I just said, "Here I am, Lord. Send me, choose Hmm. me, pick me." And 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 back to John six. To whom else shall I go, my Lord? I've got nobody else that's ever offered this peace, that's ever offered this freedom, that's ever given me my life back. Yeah. Mm. And and I don't need to understand all the things. And that's what he's told me. You don't need to understand. You just need to follow me. You just need to trust me. You just need to know that I've got this. And so I'm going to get you your tour bus. I'm going to get you exactly where I want you to go so that you can tell people about me and about what I've done in your life. It's not about me. It's not yeah. about what I've done. It's not about my voice. It's about his.
3: Yeah. And it's for just those blowing that, those... my mind
0: where I give him all the credit, and I just keep giving him all the credit. And it's totally opposite of what I was brought up with. Yeah, it's totally, totally opposite. But it yeah. works. It yeah. works. Your Come
1: obedience, on. your yeses on the table. And for those that we, we talked beforehand, it wasn't on the podcast, but he mentioned a tour bus, and, I mean, just God moved in a crazy way recently in, in a congregation for him. Then he could tell more about that later if he wants, but it's just, but God being mm-hmm. rich in mercy and, and, and what he's not saying, what we're not saying, we're not saying that, Hey, we're obedient because of what God gives us. But when your yes is on the table, nothing else matters. It's like God, God provides for whatever the need is. And I mean, it's just amazing to see the the trajectory where you are now, the trajectory that you're going and I mean one quick thing we're going to take a quick break and then Ryan's going to have a question but one thing (laughs) a fun fact for the people uh when you look at Ben when you look at Zach or for the most part you see like artistic singer dresses a certain way but Zach's an athlete too you mentioned captain of of the football team Zach's a big old boy I mean when I'm tall I'm 6'4 and when he walked in we did it for the forgotten pandemic interview I looked up I was like hey He played college basketball, man. So a little fun fact for the kiddos. But but hey, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
3: Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to UnityWeekend.com. That's UnityWeekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day?
0: There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash
1: impact. And we're back. Thank you so much. If you're listening, you heard whatever commercial they put in, but if you're watching on YouTube, guys, that's our promo video that that we put out that really tells the DNA of what S2L Recovery is and, and freedom in Christ. And so, Man, what a story. There's so many things that he just said and told in a story. That's like, even the COVID year, like for S2L, we've been a ministry since 2006, but it was like the year of COVID was the year of fear and all this other stuff. And like, but it was the year that God grew our ministry the most. And it's on this trajectory. That's when it's crazy. There's so many similarities, but yeah. Chitty hit him with something.
4: Yeah, no, there's just so many nuggets within your story. And I, I kept being reminded of Revelations twelve eleven through the blood of the Lamb and the power of our testimonies, how we defeat the evil one. And our testimonies are history. Right. And it's his story. Mm. Right. And our jobs as as fellow believers and Christ followers is to glorify him with our lives and with our stories and what the enemy meant for evil. God turned it for his good and his glory. And you talked about the joy that you experienced when you were finally able to yeah. get to a place where you were able to express yourself. And I believe for us who have experienced addiction, man, it causes such hopelessness and devastation, and we feel so alone that when we can finally get to a place where I'm able to just share my deepest fears, my darkest secrets, my insecurities, become vulnerable, man, there's such power in that because we realize that we're not alone. I have a short quote. I I watched that, me and Caitlin, um, the story behind the interview, and me and Caitlin is a song that he did. Y'all should go check it out if you haven't heard it, and something you said was the songwriting aspect to me really took over and it was all my feelings. It was all my fears. It was all the things that I had held inside for so long. Mm. I had finally let them go. Um, And the fact that I was able to put it on paper and let somebody know was just, man, it filled you with this joy. So describe the freedom that comes from just being able to share those things, not feeling ashamed of it, not being just fearful of it, not fearing what people may think. What did that feel like?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it literally is um, <laughs> giving permission. Mm. And I've found that being, being more vulnerable than the next person beside you allows for permission to be given for them to tell their story. And I That's think good. the most Come exciting on. part about this whole thing has been the permission that I've been given to give. Wow to then, to then hear people's stories. And so I've, I've, I've actually gotten um, been growing close with uh, Maddie Mullins of, of Memphis May fire. And um, Maddie has, he, he's a super, he loves Jesus. And um, it's really amazing how he's been putting this thing, because in looking back at this, I've been hearing so many people's stories now and they dump these things on me because they relate, you know, and they're like, Oh my gosh, you get it. You understand here. Let me tell you, my story. And I've been carrying some of those around and, and like a burden, you know, and I, and I sometimes forget to give them back to the Lord. And so, um, Maddie really has been, um, he, he ministered to me so big the other day, but he just said, this is their gift back to you, man. Mm, wow. This is their, they're not, a, mm. they might not be songwriters or, or storytellers or, or musicians or whatever. This is their gift back to you. Cause what you've done is you've given them the gift. You've given them a gift of music so that they can express and they can, they can show. And so this is their little treat back to you. And so you've got to just take that um, as a gift, as, as something wrapped with a bow and just thank you and, and, and give, and don't ever forget to give it back to to God because it's not mine to carry around. But I, I, um, that's been the most exciting thing about this freedom that I found in Jesus is the permission to, to finally tell my story instead of 17 years of lying yeah. and, and, and yes. running and, and pushing it down because I was ashamed. and I was afraid, mm-hmm. you know? And so now, you know, and, 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 and I had said this earlier, but uh, I played, um, I played in Branson, Missouri at youth Christians weekend this year. And I saw this little boy who was 16 years old. He looked to me about 16 years old and I, and I stepped on stage and I, I just got so prompted and I saw myself, in him. Mm. And I said right over the microphone, when I was your age, and I looked right at him, I said, when I was your age, I had a gun in my mouth Mm. and I heard the echo of like, mouth, 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 mouth. And I went, Oh my gosh. I just said that over the microphone. And I had this moment of like, should I have said that? There's a lot of younger kids here. There's a lot of parents here. There's a lot of whatever. And I can't tell you how incredible the spirit moved that, that day because so many people came up to me afterwards and said, thank you. Thank you for telling the truth. My son needed to hear that. Thank you. Or, or, or even some of the youth Christian leaders were like, my gun didn't go off. Mm. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's like, but it's like the confirmation of being so raw and so real and so vulnerable from a point from a platform uh it's not my platform but god has given me this thing so that i can i can just speak this ugly truth
4: Mm.
0: that really hurts you know and that's what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna do it until i can't do it anymore you know and but i'll tell you it comes at a cost it comes at a price And I've been attacked recently. I've been so attacked recently in so many different ways and so many different things. And I played Life Fest in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, 14,000 people. I get off this stage and I walk in the green room trailer and and uh, my my guitar was acting up and I needed to take some strings off and to get my hand down in the sound hole to reattach a battery that fell apart. And I literally, you know, get the behind me, Satan. I literally see a guitar string right around my neck. Mm. And I got blood going everywhere and I see myself hanging in the corner of this green room Whew. and I, and, and I go get out of my trailer right now in Jesus name, yeah, get yeah. out of here in Jesus name. And that vision went away like that. But while I was out there singing, while I was out there praising the Lord, I believe that dirty sucker came in there with his Marlboro lit and he's rifling through all my stuff in my green room. Mm. And I see this vision of him going through all my stuff while I'm out there praising God. And so these attacks are as real as rain. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden I come out of my green room trailer and there's Scott from Caleb. And he's like, Hey, there's a lot of people that want to meet you. Come on, follow us. We've got a meet and greet set up and everything. And I'm, yeah. and I'm going like this. Yeah. And I've got to put this beside. And these are, these are just attacks and things that I don't, I haven't told a lot of people this. I'm telling you guys this now yeah. because I, I feel like I should. But this this is the real deal. Like it's these are the deal. things that I'm feeling. These are the things that I'm dealing with. These are the things that I have to push down and go put a smile on in front of in front of the camera so that I could, you know, meet people. But I want to be real and I want to be honest and I want to be yeah. truthful and I want to talk about it and not just stuff it down and say, no, I don't get attacked. Everything's That's great. Gross. I'm a believer in Jesus now. Everything's fine. This has been one of the hardest three years of my life mm. uh, as as a believer it, it, to, to to finally face these things instead of I'm gonna go do another line and crack another beer That's and right. just uh, I'm just gonna push this all away and I I, I don't want to feel right now so I'm gonna go deal with something else so I, I will say that my favorite and it and I think that I'm also feeling this I was just at at Life Fest Music City and yeah. uh, Zach and I were there. And my favorite, of course, this place is held at, at Johnny Cash's farm. You know? Yep, yep. And, and so my favorite quote, Johnny Cash, being a Christian ain't for sissies. It takes a real <laughs> man to live for God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what I feel right now. It takes it takes a real man to live for God because I wasn't a real man up until three years ago. I was always yeah. running away from everything. Well, so yeah. that that's 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 what he's done but but it is not easy and you guys know that.
1: Yeah. Not at all. Let me let me tell you as we kind of close up. God, let me just tell you a little man. bit. It's just like it's I mean it's like you could be on our team on staff here man. I know, dude. It's I like am. A, you're yeah, a I yeah, that's right. Never never re, you, re, you really That's wrong. right. Who I am. The eyes of the Father.
2: All right, yeah. post yeah. cut cut my, cut my voice out. Yeah. Put his yeah. voice in. Post. Uh, Come I don't on, know. you
1: on? Come baby. on, man. Cut yeah. me out. Put him in, uh, yeah. man. So, so there's just two things.
0: A thing. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, Carl.
1: Hey, Carl's running laps, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, sit down. Woo. <laughs> no, no, hey, man. There's two things that God really let us know, uh, and it goes a lo- perfectly with what you're saying in the aspect of count the cost he's he's called us to something and when we say our yes is on the table it just doesn't matter what the get what the the ask is from god the yes is on the table but we are also warned count the cost mm. and so we did that and it sounds like you've done that too. It's hard, man. It's hard, but it's the most beautiful tasting freedom relationship with God, being honored, used by God to bring him glory mm. and, and, and let the no, people know that the captives can be set free mm. in Christ is the Amen. utmost calling. And here's what he gave us. Here's, here's what we believe God's called us to. From the rooms of recovery comes the revival of a nation. From the rooms of recovery comes the revival of a nation. And, man, we're partnering with you. You're partnering with us. That's it, man. And here's what we believe. All throughout the Bible, the heroes of our faith, the Bible's clear to show us that they're jacked up. Right? And so what we see is we see men come in the program. We're an all-male facility. Come in the program. God radically, they're shooting heroin yesterday they come into the program and you see the lights click on god radically saves them changes them and then all of a sudden their whole family's getting saved their whole family seeing what happened in this man's life and chasing hard mm-hmm. and it's like the reason that we believe god told us that for many reasons but it's like i don't give a rip what anyone thinks anymore man i've been in, i've been looked at as damaged goods a secondary citizen i've i've done awful things i don't give a rip It's all God's glory. My yes is yes. And so who cares what anybody else thinks? And we believe that feeling that we talked about before we started shooting. We're like, man, we need to save this for the podcast. That feeling that God is about to shake something loose, man. We felt that for a lot, for like a season, a short season. But it's undeniable that God, there's a movement of God happening and if if he's going to use us to help start it, if he's going to use people who have been in the ditch and and reached out lost everything and reached out and God's restored, hey, let's go? I don't care, but it's all about our message is clear I mean our identity like your song, who I am in the eyes of the fathers, all that matters it's all that matters. I'm not an addict. I'm not once an addict, always an addict. That's from the pits of hell. I don't stand up and introduce ourselves when we talk. Hey, my name's Adam, and I'm an addict. That's from the pits of hell. I was that. My identity's not carved in that. I've been made new. Christ died for that. Christ Mm. died for that. Why in the world would I identify with it? I understand you don't want to forget and do certain things, but that's not who I am in the eyes of the Father. Mm. (laughs) That's not who I am. I'm I'm new. I'm a bloodstained child of the kingdom. I'm a saint. I'm going to act like it. I'm going to seek him.
2: Carl, I said I'd get you in here, man. You got anything? Yeah, man. Um, I just want to honor you, bro. I just want to honor you. I want to honor your heart I want to honor your obedience and your yes. Before um, we got on the podcast with them, we're like, "Hey, man, what can we plug for you?" You know, how can we, how can we plug you? He says, "Man, just plug Jesus." Jesus. Yeah, he, he said, Come "Just on. plug Jesus. Jesus." He gave the Lord a hundred percent of the glory before we even got on here, bro. And man. I'm just so thankful. I'm so inspired, man. I'm so refreshed to see you carrying the name of the Lord in the way that you are in in all the earth. Um, And in Psalms uh, 31 verse 3 It says For you are my rock And you are my fortress And for your name's sake You lead me And you guide me Mm -hmm. And I just thank you for acknowledging that That it's for his name's sake man That you've said yes It's for his name's sake Not your own And I just honor you bro I thank you so much for sharing your testimony With with all of us man it, It means the world to us bro Heck yeah
0: Thank you so much I really appreciate that Carl And I just, you know, I think we don't I think we don't need to know all the things. I think it's just I've been saying this so much from so many different stages, but like it's the mystery of God that keeps me coming back for more. Yeah. And it's just and it's just like I don't know what he's gonna do tomorrow. I don't really know what he's gonna do today. It doesn't matter, but it's better than the cocaine that I was doing yesterday. It was better than the alcohol that I consumed. It was better than waking up next to a girl that I didn't know her name. It was better than all these things that I was doing before. And even if he does nothing, even if he does nothing, it's better than all those things. Amen. So I'm 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 just I'm just trying to to, to follow and trust because, because somebody's watching, somebody's always watching you, you know, and I've had so many, and and my dad has been watching me and, Mm. and so many people have been asking, you know, all these things. It's like, I just know, I just know in my heart that if I follow him and, and he's going to be the example that I could be an example to somebody else. And, and, and set a better example of the things that I was doing before. So I'm just grateful for you soldiers. Amen. I'm grateful. I'm honored to be, to be with my, with my sword out of the scabbard, just riding right next to you guys uh, on, on this crazy March, this crazy journey, because I know, you know, the amount of the amount of prison ministry that I've been doing, I know that God is raising yes. up some massively broken, crazy, big, strong soldiers that are just giving their life to him. And so I don't, I honestly don't know. I just picture some of those scenes from 300,
4: you know. <laughs> Come on. He's got That's all right. March, Tonight going,
0: we die. Right and I'm just watching these guys march. And it's like these. That's what I feel like in the heavens is happening right now as we're seated. We're seated with him, in heavenly places at the right hand of the father. And I just see all of this happening. And I'm like, Oh man, I don't know what about it, it's going to go down, but I am glad that I'm on his side and we're going to, we're just going to ride. We're just going to ride when the thunder comes and the white horses come riding down from the, from the heavens, I'm just glad that we're on his side.
1: Yeah, man. Hey, watch this, watch this, Chitty. You ready? From fifteen beers, cocaine, and the women seeking and serving himself at Tootsie's to praising Jesus under the spotlights at the Ryman. That's like that tradition. And you better believe it. Come on.
0: You know those moments where you could just die and everything would be totally fine? Yes. <laughs>
2: I
3: think, yes. I think this moment right here, I could just I
0: could just fall over in this truck and be done, and, and it's fine. Everything's good. Somebody's going to hear it and be saved. Their life is going to be transformed. It's going to be perfect.
1: We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless.
0: I'm Don Hawkins, inviting you to be encouraged with my weekly podcast,
3: Encouragement for You. To subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.